Oh my God, it's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because it's the one that has, you know, the best awards shows. Now, Troubled Waters regularly pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle to the ego death. And to win this battle, each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been saving in an an e-ink tablet thing, like they're remarkable too, which I'm loving, uh, to earn the trov- the troveted, no, the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on things like, let's say, every streaming company merging into one giant service that they'll just call cable. More weight than a civilian's. You are listening to Troubled Waters. Let us meet our guests. Our first is a comedian. Her debut album, Dirty Bird, will be out on March 8th. It is Caitlin Palufo. Hello. Hello. I'm very excited to be here. We are delighted to have you. Uh, Why title your special Dirty Bird? Is it vulgar? It's a bit vulgar. It is. Okay. Um, But I also love to fly. So... Oh. Put them together. Yeah. I'm just uh, cursing and flying. Yeah. <laughs> no, cursing mostly I'm disgusting. Flying. Yes. I talk a lot about okay. HPV. Who doesn't? Okay. Okay. So. Good. <laughs> put it out. I mean, not good, but, you know, <laughs> put it out there. Right? Thank you. It's um, my truth. <laughs> it's your truth. Live it. Where are you and how are you? I'm good. Right now I'm in Sherman Oaks, California. Very exciting. Fantastic. But I'm Montana, originally from right? New York City. That's where I live right. and breed. Breathe. Great. Breathe and breathe. <laughs> uh, Sherman Oaks. Uh, mm-hmm. are, are we ever going to get this John and Vinny's just off to Hunga? What's I happening? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, there is a, there's a spot on Riverside that, I think it's Riverside. Is it Moore Park? Riverside and Moore Park that has been a bajillion things through the years. And it has been a forthcoming John and Vinny's for the last year and a half, but it keeps not coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need this John and Vinny's. What's a John we're, and we're, Vinny's? Oh, my God. Well, you've already <laughs> lost. I'm so sorry. Um, John and Vinny's is a really good pizza restaurant, although for me, the standout is their uh, mozzarella sticks. They're kind of more wedges. Um, they have like um, a natural wine store in the back of all of them. There's one on mm. Fairfax. There's one sort of by the Forum on Slauson. Uh, There's a new one that just went into Beverly Hills, but we don't need to dwell on that. But there's one coming to Studio City, and it's going to change everything. And I wish that it would just open for the love of Christ. All right. I'll go by. Uh, I'll stop by. Let them know. Great. Caitlin, thank you so much. Now, we've been getting vigorous nodding from our our second contestant (laughs) on the John and Vinny's situation. Our second contestant hosts TV, I Say, which I love. And her album, Ice Cream Money, just came out. By the time you hear this, it's Ashley Ray. Hello, Ashley. Hi. I yeah. How I'm, are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I do love John and Vinny's. They also have great meatballs, a wonderful salad. Uh, the, sh- the chef is actually the sister of the guy who made the bear, and she also like gave it gave recipes to the show. FYI, I, I know a lot of John wow. and Vinny's facts. That's really why I'm here. So. You are steeped in John and Vinny's lore. 
and I love it. Uh, and honestly, the pizza's good. It's good. It's good. If you like that, like, you know, real Italian thin crust pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Which good. I do. Uh, actually, right. Got to ask you, what are you watching now? Ooh, I'm watching everything. Uh, but the thing I am most in love with is The Traitors on Peacock. Uh, it's mm. hosted by Alan Cumming. It is mm. a bunch of reality ta- star TV people in a mansion. They have to secretly kill each other. They're playing basically a big game of mafia, but they're all too dumb to know that they're playing a game. And it is the best thing I've <laughs> oh, ever watched. Oh, it's incredible. I keep hearing how great it is. And I know that once I get in, there's no getting out. Yeah, so I'm kind of putting it off. You're going to watch every spinoff. This was originally like a Dutch show. It went to Australia. There's so many spinoffs. I've watched every single one. Once you're in, you're in forever. Oh, boy. That's trouble. That's trouble. I know that uh, CT is on it. Oh, uh, from yeah. The Real World and the cha- and multiple challenges. Yeah. How, I mean, without spoiling anything, how is he? how is he playing the game? I mean, if you had a crush on him back in the old days, you will again. He is playing it like the sweetest, just hottest, lovable guy. He he has a little romance going with one of the real housewives that everyone. Yeah. Oh, everyone is into. But at the same time, you're like, can they make it work? Is one of them a traitor? Who knows? He's he's really killing the game. He's doing a great job. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Boy. Have I have I had it, it, through all of his various permutations and iterations? I have loved CT. Uh yeah. <laughs> I like early CT. I like just way too buff CT. <laughs> I I like dad bod CT. Yeah, now I like whatever full dad bod and just great. Uh, breaking hearts all over the castle. It's it's oh, great. Boy. Well, you just sold me. You've done what literally every other person I've ever met has failed to do. Which is actually <laughs> yeah. conclusively sell me on the traitors. That's good. Okay. Well, now you have met our players. It is time to see which of them has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So if you're ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event or real world uh, alumnus of the last week or two. Caitlin? Yes. You may begin. Yeah. Okay, well, mine is like nerd alert city. It's Great. kind of sad. It well, don't it's, judge me. Yeah, Anyways, it doesn't it. matter. No, I, I don't <laughs> judge yourself. Okay, you're right. Um, I am a big HGTV fan. Nerd. Um, I'm yes, absolutely, totally accurate, totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just announced uh, where they're going to be doing their hometown takeover. Uh, season three. So I am very excited for this. They're going to Florida, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, But, you know, uh, it's uh, Ben and Aaron Napier from Hometown. Okay. They go to these Mm -hmm. cities and they just like revamp the whole entire city. It's great. I love this show so much, but they just announced that they're doing a season three. Not only did they get renewed, but then they're also going to bring like stars out. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, And they announced it like three days ago. So... We're going to Florida, baby. <laughs> We're going to Florida. Now, to what degree, how deeply will they make over Florida? I mean, can they do a yeah. full coup of the state government? Can they <laughs> purge local officials? Or is it just, are they just putting up drywall? They're putting up drywall. They also do a lot of murals. They also do a lot of parks. Okay. Um, they sure. also bring, um, you know, sometimes they do like high schools. Uh, the first season they did, they went to Wigitonka, which is 
Um, the where they shot Big Fish, which is kind of exciting. Mm. Um, uh-huh. Yes. And so they remade like the Big Fish house. They remade a few restaurants. Um, and then they also like revamped like a city town, ta- like the city hall and stuff like that. It's all very great. They really get in there. Uh, they do it all. Okay. They stay for like four months. It's kind of wild. Interesting. What's the town in Florida? Do you know? Um, yes, it's Sebling. Sebling, S-E-B-L-I-N-G. Yes, Sebling, Florida. And they're like, it's off the beaten path, but probably needs we'll a lot of help. watching eagerly as, yes. uh, as it gets renovated and made over. Your that Traders seems, is my hometown takeover, so. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I'm interested in both. I'm setting, I'm setting a DVR for both, even though one of them is on Peacock and that's not how it works. Just don't write letters. Okay, Ashley, uh, what is your story? Yeah, so sure. I mean, there's been this building, uh, I want to say, psyop campaign I, on the part of maybe governments, other governments. I don't know, but there is a secret plan to get the American public to embrace polyamory. It's been everywhere. <laughs> there was an article about it that was like front page for the Cut, the New Yorker, or whatever. Uh, there's been just so much press, but it all led to the creation of a TV show called Couple to Thruple that just premiered (laughs) on Peacock. The whole premise of the show is that monogamous couples go live in a mansion together to find a single to turn them into a thruple. They do a bunch of challenges. Uh, They're also allowed to swap their single and the singles can swap their couples. It's they all live together and it's really trying to encourage like monogamous people to like consider this new lifestyle. I think that the governments want us to be in polycules so that rent (laughs) is lower. Uh, I think that is the end game of all of this Mm -hmm. uh, because the show is wild. I have not seen a show like this on any sort of TV in so long. It's kind of like the international versions of Big Brother where they just have sex on camera. Uh, And you're watching, you're just like, yeah, you're like, am I just straight up watching these people have a threesome on a night on night vision cameras? How is this allowed? But then you're like, oh, right, because it's not on like cable. like It's on Peacock so they can do whatever they want. It is amazing. And I I am polyamorous. So am I in on this plan? No, don't do it. Don't be like me. Yeah. Don't do it. It's horrible. Yeah. I That's the thing. They don't show the horrible parts. It's all fun and threesomes in a mansion and rainfall showers. This one couple, they're so little. They're so tiny. And they got this big guy and he can pick both of them up at once. And I shouldn't have seen that, but I got to see that. And... Where and where and else in the world, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> no wow. one's talking well, about it. We're talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I I love it. Except I agree. I, we don't want basic people. We don't we don't want basic people in the lifestyle. We don't we don't want people in the lifestyle who found out about it from TV. From TV, as great and, as TV is, and it is a horrible representation of polyamory. It's really more like sure. unicorn hunters. Like they're just male female couples that are like this person will have a threesome with us. That'll be fun. Yeah, uh, but some yeah. of them do like it deeper. But it's it's a horrible horrible representation. But then I realized all reality dating competitive shows are bad representations of dating. <laughs> And poly, we deserve it, too. It's our time. It's sure, our time for sure. trashy reality representation. And so now I'm obsessed with the show. Uh, I watched every episode and I will never stop watching it. Wow. Well, I mean, what it sounds like here is that we have a face off that has been years in the making. <laughs> this episode will determine which is greater, HGTV or Peacock. 
<laughs> the, the most traditional of traditional cable channels <laughs> or the most cutting edge of streaming things that has more stuff on it and that is also carrying Eurovision for the last couple of years and yet yeah. continually not hiring me to do commentary for it. Oh. John is doing a great job, but I think we can all agree I would do better. So that has nothing to do with anything. Or does it? Uh, HGTV and Peacock are your buzzing words. Keep them ready as we move forward. Okay, we are starting the show with a round that we are calling Dunesbury. Dune 2 is coming to cinemas. The movie is so long, they will have completed Dune 3 by the time you walk out of the theater. Dune is one of the first bits of sci-fi fantasy narrative art in the world with a main character named Paul. (laughs) Weird. Uh, We thought we would mark Frank Herbert's Eccentric naming style by giving you a name and asking you the important question, is this the name of a character in Frank Herbert's Dune or the name of a character in Gary Trudeau's long-running comic strip, Dunesbury? Mm. Which, by the way, was just in the news. A a bunch of Florida papers pulled it because it was too controversial recently. Oh, wow. Good for them. Dunesbury. Yeah. How thin-skinned are are you? Huh. <laughs> I, I've been out of the loop on Dunesbury for a few years now, but a few years. Yeah, I can't imagine what's going on. I well, something something that Florida does not like. I, I guess mild criticism of Florida is what's going on, and that's what they Uh-oh. Like, so they, so they <laughs> yanked it. By the way, on the subject of Dunes, uh, Dunesbury, the next time you see a picture or in person see Dan Harmon, he is a Dunesbury character. Huh. Go and just look at a picture of him. He is ex- he is. The way that his eyes are are exactly Dunesbury eyes. Anyway, so I'm going to call it a series of names. If they are from Dune, buzz in, say Dune. If they are from Dunesbury, buzz in, say Dunesbury. Okay. Cool? Cool. Okay. Number one, Gurney Halleck. Peacock. Dunesbury. Dune. He is a talented uh, minstrel and friend to Duke Leto Atreides. I haven't read I, I haven't, so. I haven't, yeah, neither. So I haven't, I just truly, <laughs> I was like, go yeah. for it. Just dive yeah. in. <laughs> I just feel like it's so much time to be spending in a movie theater. I just don't, I don't want to do it. And then watching it at home doesn't seem right either. Yeah. And it feels like I if you didn't know. read the book, you kind of missed out on the whole thing. It's too late now. I, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. And see, like when Star Wars and stuff came out, like it was just at the right age for Star Wars. Like, I guess it was maybe like 10 or something when Empire Strikes Back came out. I was like, I love sci-fi. And then I tried to read Dune and I was like, I actually don't love sci-fi at all. Uh, okay. Number two, Dr. Wellington Yui. HGTV. Yeah. Dunesbury. Dune. <laughs> Dr. Yui is a souk doctor. What? And of course. the trusted personal huh. physician of Duke Leto Atreides. Okay. Got it. I didn't know okay. I said Huh. Any of those words, right? Even the ones that I recognized. I as, guess I, huh, I didn't think there were doctors yeah. in Dune. I thought this was like a so post-apocalyptic. Weird. I don't know. I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. I'll remind you. There's there are Pauls in Dune, so who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, number three, President King. Peacock TV. Ooh, Ashley, just by uh, Dunesbury. <laughs> Dunesbury. Oh. Do you do you know anything more about President King? He is the president of Walden College, where they used to go to college. Oh, nice. Huh. But it doesn't matter. You don't need to know. You don't need to show. I, I don't know just, why, but you know. I I guess I, my I, my first thought was it takes Dunesbury's in a world where Martin Luther King didn't die but became president, 
And oh that's, yeah. And I was like, and that could be controversial. That could lead that could to what we're seeing today. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's no, not, no, yeah. It's just some white guy. This was like 1970. <laughs> uh, okay, Triff Bimzikliferps. HGTV. Triff, yes. <laughs> Dune. Dunesbury. He is the God, former God president of the <laughs> fictional republic of Berserkistan. Of course. Uh, oh, yeah. A whole yeah. lot of consonants all smashed together. But, yeah. Got it. Uh, number five. Lucilla. Uh, peacock. Yes. Dune. Dune. Lucilla is a Bene Gesserit reverend mother. Of course. So, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You knew that. You knew that. Till with Waff. HGTV. Yes. That sounds like Dune. It is Dune. He is, of course, a Tolalaxu master and the leader of the Benetolalax, a secretive race yeah. of genetic manipulators. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah, you got to avoid Caitlin. those genetic manipulators. <laughs> got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, number seven, Clyde Montana. Uh, Peacock. HGTV. Ooh, Peacock I heard first. Uh, Dunesbury. Dunesbury is correct. Can you place it, Clyde? No. um, No, no, okay. Boyfriend of Ginny, who I think was the unhoused uh, woman. Um, Later, Ginny married Clyde Montana. Anyhow, uh, number eight, Miles Tegg. HGTV. Yes. Dunesbury. Dune. He is a Mentat and the former Supreme Bashar of the Bene Gesserit. I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. Is that, I hope Timi- not- is that who Timothy hope- Shamley plays? Maybe. I feel like one of the big actors plays that one. That's why I, this is the only I, one I've recognized. Yeah, I don't I know. Have no, I, th- I, I don't know Paul. anything yeah. <laughs> about any of these things. I am truly just being like, that one sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, but they all, God, they just all sound so weird. And also, like, I have actually no way of knowing whether these are actually Dune's Bear characters. I hope that our writers haven't, like, had me saying syllables that'll, like, activate some sort of sleeper cell or something. I, just, <laughs> I, I could just be saying magic words. I don't know. Okay. Dwayne Delacourt. Uh, Peacock. Dunesbury. Dunesbury. He's the Secretary of Symbolism under President Carter. I'm getting Seven, smashed Seven. over here. Getting smashed in this game. Perhaps this mm. will turn it around. Clinton Caucus. Uh, Dune. Just yes. kidding. HGTV. Dune. <laughs> yes. No, Dunesbury. He is the ex-husband of Joni Caucus. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, finally, Havoc. HGTV. Yes. Dune. Dunesbury. He's a CIA operative. That sounded. I was gonna say Dune too. But I think uh, it's also Marvel. I think it's also Marvel. Yeah, that's oh, Marvel. That's why that sounds like a monster oh, or whatever. Very confusing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very confusing. At the end of that round, Ashley has four. Caitlin, but one. But that's okay. <sighs> We're just getting started. As we move into a round, we are calling Madam Dead. At the time of recording this, another of Sony Pictures, barely a Spider-Man spinoff films, Madam Web. <laughs> Is still in theaters, but by the time I finish this sentence, it won't be. Uh, <laughs> Madam Webb has joined the illustrious ranks of Hollywood flops. But Dakota Johnson's latest disownment is in great, terrible company. For this game, our writers went through the Wikipedia page for the biggest box office flops of all time and compiled a list of titles. Okay. I will read you the tagline from IMDb. You buzz in to tell me what movie it was. Now, if you know it right off the bat, you get two points. If I have to read the multiple choice options, you will get one point. 
Let's get your buzz in words at the ready. And by the way, I uh, th- the way that people do interviews to promote movies, I am convinced that uh, Dakota Johnson does movies to promote interviews. She constantly is on these press tours where she says outrageous things or seems vaguely disappointed in somebody. And it's like, that's the thing that we pay attention to in the movie comes across. <laughs> Am I on to something? I feel like she is like a, a visionary in that way. Oh, yeah. 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 Just big just, self-promotion yeah. machine. Charming mm-hmm. disdain. It's wonderful. Charming disdain. There was one, like they were interviewing her during the recent earthquake in yeah. Los Angeles. <laughs> and it was like, how are you disappointed in this earthquake? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you being shady to this To the earthquake? earthquake. She's incredible. Anyhow, she is truly, she's uh, a visionary. Um, <laughs> but I don't 100% know what she does. Okay, number one. Here's the synopsis. A young woman discovers her destiny as an heiress of intergalactic nobility and must fight to protect the inhabitants of Earth from an ancient and destructive industry. Does anyone know it for two points? It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Here are the choices. A. Titan AE. B. Supernova. C. Jupiter Ascending. D. Tomorrowland. HGTV. Yes. Uh, Caitlin. That sounds like Jupiter Ascending. That was Jupiter Ascending. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was a movie that happened. Okay. Jupiter yes. Ascending. Yeah. I remember yeah. it, yeah. and I remember deciding not to see it. Didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. And people talked about it. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. Briefly. Uh, it adjusted for inflation, however, Jupiter Ascending lost 117 to $148 million. Please do not encourage our writer Riley Silverman to talk about movie because she will and there is no guarantee that she will ever stop uh number two in a coma a cartoonist finds himself trapped within his own underground creation and must find a way to get back while racing against his popular but treacherous character (laughs) nobody nobody off nobody off the uh, off the bat knows it and that's fine that's fine that honestly (laughs) speaks well to your character here are the choices a The Adventures of Pluto Nash. B, Monkey Bone. C, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Or D, Osmosis Jones. Peacock. uh, Yes, actually. The first one, the uh, Adventures of Pluto Nash. Incorrect. Caitlin (gasps) to steal. Um, The third one. (laughs) Uh, Baron Munchausen? Sure. Also incorrect. It was Monkey Bone. Monkey, oh. It lost 117 million. It was directed by Henry Selick, who had just done uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I just always assumed uh, that Tim Burton directed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyhow, moving forward, number three, the inept Canadian Mountie chases after villain Snidely Whiplash and Wu's girlfriend Nell Fenwick. Anyone know it? Here are the choices. Man, when they flop, they flop. (laughs) When they flop, they do not make a sound. Uh, A, Dudley Do-Right. B, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. C, Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. Or D, Jack Frost. HGTV. Yes, Caitlin. We're going Munchausen again. Nope. Uh, Ashley, to steal. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, um, the first one. Uh, Dudley Do-Right? Yeah. That's the correct answer. It's Dudley oh. Do-Right. <laughs> It was actually, um, it was based on, uh, like, it was a, a cartoon that was on, like, during the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. 
So I was going to say Rocky and, and Bullwinkle before, yeah. and then I was like, but I don't remember a movie about that. Nope, mm-hmm. Dudley do right. It lost 114 million. It was uh, one of an unfortunate series of flops for Brendan Fraser so in the late money. 90s and early 2000s that oh. we have forgiven because he invented bisexuality in The Mummy. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Good okay. For him. So yeah. good for him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Brendan. Not going to see the whale, but thanks, Brendan. I didn't see it. <laughs> but happy he's yeah, having yeah. a comeback. Really happy. What a mm-hmm. what a thing. What a thing. What a wonderful thing. Uh, number four, a young man learns that he has to find a hidden Earth ship before an enemy alien species does in order to secure the survival of humanity. Anybody? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Here are the choices. A, Battlefield Earth. B, Treasure Planet. C, John Carter. Or D, Titan AE. HGTV. Yes, Caitlin. B, Treasure, Treasure Planet. Planet. Nope. Ashley, you would think. Ooh, you would ooh. think. I'm gonna go a battle, battlefield Earth. Incorrect. It was Titan <sighs> AE. Oh, that's oh Titan AE. It lost 170 million dollars. No, it's directed. Yeah, so much money. It's directed by Don Bluth, who did an American Tale, All Dogs Go to Heaven, did Anastasia, and since Titan AE has done nothing, nothing at all. Um, I'm sure he's done something. Do you know how many hometown takeovers you could yeah. do with $170 million? Yeah. You could fix up, this, fix up this whole nation. Yes. I mean, think of how many horny couples you could put in mansions with that amount of money. <laughs> think so, about so it. Many, so many grainy threesomes mm. could be recorded. Oh, my God. <laughs> think about the dream date that you could arrange between yourself and CT uh, for $170 million. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could be like it could be like on uh, on The Bachelor, you know. You go somewhere and it's full of candles, and Jason Mraz plays a yeah. love song, and we take an air oh, balloon boy. there. It, oh, yeah. we take an air balloon there. Absolutely, he would love that. I know oh, he'd be into that. Oh yes, mm. we should make that happen. Yeah, please. But in the meantime, number five, a war hardened crusader and his Moorish commander mount an audacious revolt against the corrupt English crown. You don't got it. Oh, let me read them. <laughs> A, Battleship. B, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. C, Robin Hood. Or D, John Carter. Issue TV. Yes. The second one. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? Yeah. No. Oh, actually. <sighs> Mother gosh darn. Yeah, uh, it's hard. I'm going to say John Carter. <laughs> No, it was Robin Hood. It was the 2018 Robin Hood. Oh. Taron Egerton as Robin of Loxley. Ben Mendelsohn as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh, It lost $98 million. Okay, here we go. Number six. Transported to Barsoom, a Civil War vet discovers a barren planet seemingly inhabited by 12-foot-tall barbarians. Finding himself prisoner of these creatures, he escapes, only to encounter Wula, and a princess in desperate need of a savior. Wow. Wow. I really, oh my I think God. less of myself after having <laughs> read that out loud. Let me read you the, the choices. Yeah, yeah. A, Red Planet. B, Treasure Planet. C, John Carter. Or D, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Peacock. <laughs> Yes, uh, Ashley. I'm going Baron Munchausen. I'm t- Incorrect. Oh, come on. No. Yeah, come on. It would have been so good. It would have been going, so good. I'm going, 
I'm going Treasure Planet. <laughs> Treasure Planet, once again, you are both playing the hits. And once again, <laughs> they're wrong. It was John Carter. Oh, who's originally, John Carter? Yeah. This asshole, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, they, it was the original title was John Carter of Mars, but they, Disney, who was the studio, took that out. Um, it, it, it was based well, that's on what did Edgar it. Rice Burroughs' <laughs> sci-fi books. It lost 143 to $200 million. Um, <gasps> Also, when I say that he was a Civil War vet, what actually was the truth is that he was a Confederate soldier, which we don't love to hear. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like Ooh. it wasn't that wasn't it also John Carter must die. Yeah, wasn't that's that a, yeah John Carter, and that's it? a great movie. John Carter must yeah, okay. die. That's a yeah. good one. That's uh, Jesse Metcalf. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I was about to say Jesse Waters, <laughs> and maybe I, but Vanessa be. Hudgens. I but an all star female. No, cast I feel like too. it's pre Vanessa Hudgens. Uh Oh, it's John Tucker. We're being John Tucker, yeah, by and it's producer. also John, John Tucker and not John Carter. We're having a great time remembering this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's a Minka Kelly, maybe. Oh, that feels oh. right. Ashanti. Oh yeah, Ashanti, Ashanti is, is in it. it. Yeah. This is. These are not things that I know off the top of my head. Unfortunately, these are things I. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna rewatch that movie. Or, I'm gonna rewatch you know it today. It's it's right. It's good. John Tucker must die. <laughs> Jesse Waters must. Go fuck himself. Um, okay, number seven. A Native American warrior recounts the untold tales that transformed John Reed, a man of the law, into a legend of justice. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, it seems fun, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I'd go see that. Yeah. But you but you didn't. <laughs> no. I sure No, didn't. no, it's not ringing a bell. Um, not ringing any bells. Let me, let me read the schwasses. A, the Lone Ranger. B, the 13th warrior, C, seventh son, or D, wind talkers. Peacock. Yep. The 13th warrior. Nope. Oh. Caitlin, you have an opportunity. I was, I was going to say the seven sons. Wow. Nope. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> oh. The Lone Ranger, Gore oh. Verbinski. Reteamed with Pirates of the Caribbean writers Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio for this film, which lost an estimated 201 to 239 million. Uh, it was it was one of Army Hammer's many chances. Oh, uh-huh. oh, I see. Yeah, and let's be honest, he'll get more. Probably. Uh, finally, okay, finally, in the future, a man struggles to keep his lunar nightclub out of the hands of the mafia. <laughs> Shall I read this? God bless whoever wrote that yeah. movie. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm gonna read them. Yeah. A. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. B, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. C, Treasure Planet. Or D, The Cotton Club. H-E-T. Yo, Caitlin. Munchausen, baby. It's Munchausen. No. No. I I think it's The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Guess what? It's The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Uh. Starring Eddie Murphy, right? Eddie Murphy. I did, I did see that one. I think I saw that. Did you one. really? I'm pretty sure. My dad loved Eddie Murphy, and I I think mm-hmm. I saw it, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on here, but sure. Sure. Yeah. And obviously, it stuck with you. It lost $156 million. Director Ron Underwood said of the production, I felt that it was not really working fully, but it wasn't very obvious how to correct it. But it is very <laughs> obvious that what he said is absolutely true. Uh, okay. Four. Two bonus points. Okay. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say this. If you if you get it before you get uh, before I have to read these, I'll give you five points. This is 
this could be decisive. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's life changing. This is this is all bonus, and if you get it from the cho- the choices, I'll give you two points. Okay. While Pluto Nash was a massive failure, Eddie Murphy had a huge hit with a character, despite two other versions of films featuring that same character being on the biggest bombs of all time list. What was that film? He, in fact, did two. TV. Yes. Is it Dr. Doolittle? It is Dr. Doolittle. Are you serious? One, two, three, four, five. Yes, it's Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Yes. The 2020 version with Robert Downey Jr. lost an estimated $57 to $113 million. The original 1967 Rex Harrison version lost $10.8 million, closer to $95 million when adjusted, uh, adjusted for inflation. However, Eddie Murphy's gross $294 million on a budget of $71.5 million. We're giving you a lot of facts and figures here. It, there was a sequel. There's also a series of direct-to-video sequels with Kyle yeah. Pratt playing Murphy's daughter. Mm-hmm. The future Dr. Doolittle. Oh, my God. It's a game. Caitlin. <laughs> Thank God. You have seven <laughs> points. Ashley, you have six. What? Ooh. Wow. Wow. Ooh. What a wow. What a turn. What a turn of events here. What a turn. Okay. What a turn. Don't worry, what a Ashley. Okay. You'll get it back. <laughs> what a twist. Caitlin, are you a traitor? Is that uh, what I, ask? I, I know that's kind of yeah. That's kind of how it feels. Really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. would write your name on a plaque yeah. and go. Sorry, <gasps> I had to vote oh, for wow. you. Wow. You just look. I tried so to watch suspicious. that show. It made me so anxious. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody's lying to the each other. I'm not. I can't do it. Yeah. Like watching, you know who the traitors are, but they don't. So the whole time, you just see people being so dumb and just kicking out all the faithfuls and it's hilarious oh. they oh it's so funny when they're just like i think it's this person because they looked at me funny and you're like oh you're mm. also stupid wow oh man i my interest has finally peaked uh we're gonna take a little <laughs> break i'm gonna sit with this feeling for a moment and we'll be right back with more troubled waters I'm Emily Fleming. And I'm Jordan Morris. We're real comedy writers. And real friends. And real fucking cheapskates. We say, why subscribe to expensive streaming services when you can stream tons of insane movies online for free? As long as you're fine with 25 randomly inserted super loud car insurance commercials. On our new podcast, Free With Ads, we review streaming movies from the darkest corner of the internet's bargain bin. From the good to the weird to the holy shit look at John claude Van Damme's big old butt. Free with ads, a free podcast about free movies that's worth the price of admission. Every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite pod spot. Yellow and welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. Caitlin Palufo and Ashley Ray are here as your contestants. Our next round. It's called Stuck the Landing. In 2024, we are officially in a leap year. This month of February, we'll have an extra day. It does every four years. It makes it really hard to remember when the holidays are. In the spirit of leaping or not leaping, we have a series of song clips for you that are either about jumping or about being stuck. We will play you a tiny clip of each song. You will buzz in and say leaping if it's a song about jumping and sticking if it's a song well it's you get it if it's a song about sticking <laughs> okay. you get it okay. you got it number one 
Oh, HGTV. Mm-hmm. Caitlin. Leapin. Leapin. That was, of course. Jump. Oh, my love. love. Pointer Sisters, jump, jump in. for my love. <laughs> jump in and feel my touch. Okay, number two. Peacock? Yes, Ashley. Stickin'? Stickin'. You two stuck in a moment. There it is. All right. Number three. Peacock. Peacock. Ooh. It's Caitlin, right, Christian? Okay. That's stickin'. That is stickin'. That is Steeler's Wheel stuck in the middle with you. Okay. Number four. Peacock. Sage your TV. Ooh, Ashley. Jump in. Yeah, that was Ashley. Jump in. That was, of course, Jump by Van Halen. Uh, Number five. Peacock. Sage your TV. Ooh, Ashley. Jump in. Jump in. Jump in. Jump in. That's not not just a song about jumping. That's a song about jumping. The the song about jumping. It's the the song about jumping, jumping. If you need a song about jumping, jumping, that's the one. That's the one you you put on. That's go to to. Yeah. If you need to lead a discussion on Jumpin' Jumpin', you start it with that song. Number six. HGTV. Caitlin. Uh, leapin'. Leapin'. Jumpin' the line. <laughs> Harry Belafonte. Nobody in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Okay. Number seven. HGTV. Yes, Caitlin. Stickin'. Stickin'. Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, Nowhere to Run. It was kind of conceptual. Uh, yeah. Number <laughs> eight. Peacock. HGTV. Uh, Ashley. Jump in. Jump in. Jump. Now, jump. if you want, if you want a later discussion about jumping, that's the song. Yeah. Jumpin', jumpin', you go Destiny's Child. Jump, yeah. you go crisscross. Number nine. I hear the train of- HGTV. Ooh, Caitlin. Stuck. Stickin'. Johnny Cash pulls in prison blues. He's in prison. You can't leave that. You're stuck. No, you're stuck. Number 10. I had a dream. I found myself in a desert called Cyberland. It was hot. My canteen had sprung a leak and I was thirsty. Uh, Peacock. Hmm, Caitlin. Stuck. Uh, no. Stickin'. No. That is uh, a song about leaping. It is Over the Moon from the musical Rent. That is from the original oh, cast recording. Yeah. It is sung by the wickedly talented Adele. Adele, Desi. yeah, Adele. Uh, <laughs> and finally, this was my choice for this game. Number 11. Peacock. Ashley. Jump in. No, stickin'. Oh, so. That was James Brown, Lickin' Stick, Lickin', lickin stick, stick. Yeah. It's a, it's a different context for stick, but still, I felt yeah. like it deserved to be in that round. Oh, boy. This is, uh, this is a very tight game. You want to talk yeah. about tension? This is tension. At the end of that round, Caitlin's got 11. Ashley's got 10. <gasps> shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. Hello, 
welcome everyone. Step right up. We're going to heal you. We are the healers, Ross and Carrie. Yes, yes. You there. You look like you're upset. Come up here. Yes, you are healed because you've listened to our podcast. Yes. Have you been having trouble with demons? Are you sleeping too much? Too little? Just right? We have the solution. It is to listen to Oh, oh No, Ross and, and Carrie. A show where we examine unusual claims. We show up so you don't have to. Find us on MaximumFun.org. We won't actually heal you. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes. Caitlin Palufo and Ashley Ray are as evenly matched as they come on this one. How are we feeling as we move into our final round? I mean, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Good. Having fun. Good. Having fun. Good. Yeah, I'm having We're a great time. Ourselves. We're enjoying ourselves. It's all about having I, fun. It's all about yeah. having fun. Yeah. Uh, let us move into our final round. It is called acceptance speeches. The Oscars are just around the corner. Mm. Oh, boy. The great and the good of Hollywood will shortly be able to give their smiling jaws a rest. Put them on ice. Award season will come to an end after the Oscars. I, I guess briefly, it seems like there's a ceremony every week or so, but whatever. The official season is ending. And to mark that occasion, we thought we would give you a chance to jump in and practice your own acceptance speeches. But we don't want to do anything like best movie or best actor. That is played out. It's been done. So I'm going to give you awards in very special categories of our own creation. Give the very best award speech that you can give. What did you, uh, what did you do to prepare for this moment? Why do you think you won? Who are your competitors? Who do you have to thank? Those sorts of things. At a certain point, I will have to play music and hurry you off the platform, uh, the podium, the lectern, whatever. There will be a sign in the back of the house that says, please stop. Um, but if you respond by, you know, Cuba Gooding Juniorring it up and making your speech interesting and, and joyful, you can maybe squeeze out a second or two longer. We will start with you, Caitlin. You have okay. just won the award. Oh my God, congratulations. The award for best person at active listening goes to Caitlin Palumbo. Oh my God. Wait, what did you say? Um, did you say my name? Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. This means the world. Um, allowing me to listen to you is just one of the true treasures of my life. I want to thank my therapist um, she really showed me that, um, it's not all about me. It's about you. And I just, she's also taught me how to blink and look like I'm listening, you know, uh, even though sometimes I'm not, but you know, that's why I win this award. You never knew. Um, <laughs> I also, um, Meryl Streep, what an honor to be in the same category with you. You're just an amazing woman. And you really just kind of smile and nod as people talk about how great you are. And we know you're hearing it, girl. We know you're hearing it. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I want to thank my mom and I want to thank, um, uh, 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 wow, this, this thing is heavy. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was, you had some fun with that one. And I enjoyed the hell out of watching and actively listening to it. You had a little, little fun, <laughs> active listening joke at the beginning. For the community mm, thank you. to enjoy. Thank you. Uh, you made me wonder what your therapy sessions uh, are like. Uh, if uh, if you are listening to your therapist more than talking, uh, I feel like that is maybe a thing that is not 
a good use of your time and money. Um, I love that you, whether you meant to or not, you called to mind Dua Lipa, who in her <laughs> newsletter, Service 95, mm-hmm. said, uh, what I find uh, I'm enjoying is when someone's talking, nodding and smiling. Like it's she literally like did a thing where it was like she like invented nodding or like found it like Gwyneth Paltrow would find a Fabergé egg or whatever. Uh, that was beautiful. That was a four point speech. Ashley, we're up next. Um, and the award for worst person in a crisis goes to, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Ashley Ray. Oh, uh, oh God. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so far back. I'm so, I, they sat me so far in the back away from the fire exits. I just, I didn't want to sit so close to the stage in case anything happened. So sorry, please. So sorry. Excuse me. I just got to get up to the stage. So, 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 so sorry. 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 Hi. I'm, I'm smiling at the can. So, so, okay. Okay. Oh, uh, so sorry. Again, they sat me so far. Away. I didn't want to be, you know, uh, if anything happened, I just wanted to be in the back so I could just not have to deal with any other responsibilities. I didn't um, expect to win this. You know, this is a shock to me. Uh, I I usually am not the person that anyone calls on for anything. Uh, So so this is really turning things around. Um, I want to thank everyone who ever thought they could trust me with something and how (laughs) I let them down. Um, You know, that I think... uh, I do want to apologize. I do want to apologize to that basket of puppies. I do. That was... was, (laughs) Um, uh, you know, unfortunate, but what I was, I didn't know what to do. I, I law, you know, I saw it going over. I, what I, 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 well, in my head, I thought I react, I thought I reacted. It turns out I just, I pulled my phone out and I stopped. I, and I, in any way, it is so good to win this. I, I want to thank my mom who never taught me how to deal with a crisis. Thank you so much and good night. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now here's, this is unprecedented. Uh, I, I loved the way that you started your speech long before you were up on the stage. I really saw you working your way through the crowd. Was it uh, Jacqueline Bissett who had to do that a few years ago or or Charlotte Rampling or somebody? Yeah. And somebody, Ali uh, Wong recently at the, at the yes. Emmys. They set her so far away. <laughs> yes. I think it would be so hilarious if people just started their speeches before they're on mic just like talking to the crowd. <laughs> we at home have to fill in the blanks. I think that would be so much fun. So I initially gave you seven points. However, uh, you cannot put uh, puppies in peril uh, <laughs> for me. So I had to dock you a point for that one. I'm <sighs> um, you cannot you cannot kill a dog. I apologize I, for I it. I stopped with catastrophe <laughs> because they killed a dog. Like one of my best friends is, one, is in that. And I was like, yeah, I can't watch this anymore. We killed a dog. I'll watch it someday. I actually, maybe I won't. Okay, but you got six points for that beautiful speech. Bringing your total up to 22. Caitlin, you had 21. Ashley Ray, by a dog, <sighs> is our winner. Uh, by a dog is our winner. Well deserved. Let that be a lesson well to future deserved. troubled yeah. waters contestants. Yeah. The way to my heart is to love a dog. The way to get me to reject you is to put a dog in peril. That's the important thing. Congratulations to both of you. My God, this was an unbelievably close game. Oh, God. I don't know if my heart can take another one of those. Congratulations, Ashley, but really to both of you and you too, listener. It is now time for plugs. Let us know what you're working on. And then to offset that ego karma, tell us about something someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Ashley, we'll start with you. 
uh, please go listen to my debut album, Ice Cream Money. It's out wherever you listen to stuff. You can even go buy it on vinyl. Uh, it's yeah, it's amazing. And I love it. It's my debut album. So go listen. Uh, you can check out my podcast, TV, I say, uh, and something you should go check out. Uh, Niles Abstin, he's a comedian I absolutely love. He has a special out on YouTube called Household Name. Go listen to it. It'll it'll make you laugh. It's really funny. Awesome. Love it. Caitlin? Um, I also have an album out called Dirty Bird. March 8th is when it comes available. Um, I'm on tour a bunch. So if you follow me on at Caitlin Palufo, Caitlin spelled with a C, uh, you can get all my tour dates. I would love to see you. Please come on out. And something that I love that was just made, uh, my friend Greg Stone has an album out come uh, soon. Greg Stone is a very funny man. This will be a second album. It's going to be a special on YouTube. He's great. And oh, shit, I should have plugged my boyfriend. My boyfriend has an album that is very good. Uh, it's called Before He Was Super. His name is Steven Rogers, which is a play on Captain America. He's a very small boy. I love him very much. He's very funny. Yes. Oh. Go watch him. <laughs> I love it. So many good comedy oh. recommendations. I love it. Uh, I am Dave Holmes. I host this show. And I would um, I would recommend... Uh, the movie All of Us Strangers. If you haven't seen it yet, Mm -hmm. uh, it is out on Hulu uh, for streaming. Uh, I believe if you're in the Los Angeles area and in a few other cities around the country, it's still playing in theaters. I would recommend seeing it on the big screen and just letting it wash over you. But, you know, if you can't watch it uh, on Hulu, it was, it's it's such a beautiful movie. It made me cry so hard. I was literally sore uh, the next day. And uh, it it, uh, it got kind of snubbed at the Oscars and the BAFTAs. And, and uh, often when movies that come out during awards season don't get nominated, they kind of get uh, lost in the shuffle. And you should not let this one get lost in the shuffle because it is fucking incredible. Whew. Even talking about it, I'm like a little weepy. Let's 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 wrap this up. Caitlin Palufo, Ashley Ray, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. And you there with the headphones, thank you for listening. We will all see you next time. Well, we won't all see you next time. They won't. But I will on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. You have been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with Caitlin Palufo. Make a noise. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, wow. That was, that was really involved. <laughs> Ashley Ray. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. Great noises. Great noises. Some of the best noises. Uh, our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. And the script was written by Riley Silverman and Jonathan Roberts. And our producers are... Now, Christian, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Christian Duenas. <laughs> that was That was great. That was great. Sometimes you need a challenge, you know? (laughs) And Laura Swisher. Bye. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.